It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Hey y'all, how's it going? Welcome to the best bits of the week show. It's Morgan number two here. In case you're a first time listener, what we do is take the best seven bits from the week based on all your engagement, you know, social media, phone calls, online, and we determine what our best segments from the show this week were, counting down from seven to one. And along the way, I bring on a show member and we just talk about all the things. Most of the time, it's some behind the scenes moments from these specific bits. Other times we may ramble on other things. You never know what's going to happen. And this week, I'm bringing on Lunchbox for a few things. So get ready. First up at number seven, it's Eddie the Dad. We brought back this segment this week. Y'all listeners love it. And not only did we hear about Eddie and all his dad moments, but we also got a new intro to it featuring all of his kids. So listen now, hear about Eddie's life as a dad to four kids and all the exciting things that are happening in their lives right now. Number seven. We're bringing back our segment, Eddie the Dad. And usually, before we start, we play this clip right here. Those are your two sons. <laughs> Crazy, yes. How long ago did you make that clip? I'd say it's about probably about five years ago. And so we kind of put the segment away, which is weird because now you have four kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy house. So you have the same two kids re-singing the jingle. Correct. So I wanted to redo this one with just the first two. Okay, here you go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, guys, a little more energy. But it's funny because, like, he's a teenager now, so he's like, Eddie the Dad. All right, play the old one again. Eddie the Daddy. And then play the new one. Hey, life just takes a toll and on people. And that's a fake laugh, too. <laughs> of course He's just is. faking the laugh. Of course. But now you've made a real, real one. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, all the kids in. We're going to have fun with this. Let's go. So this is your two sons and your two foster sons. Yes, even right. the babies in there. Here we go. <laughs> and they tickled the baby at the end. I'm like, nice. Good job, boys. Okay, so that's the new one. <laughs> that's the new one. Okay, so what's happening over in your life? So kind of crazy, you know, like I, I I, sometimes just don't think that they understand daddy's on the radio and what I do is cool. So I had to kind of put matters in my own hands and say, like, look, I want to show you guys the cool people I get to meet at work all the time. So I go through my Instagram and start showing them pictures of, like, George Strait and, like, you know, Dolly and Taylor. And they're like, cool, cool. Cool. And then I, I, I go by the picture of me and Shaggy because when Shaggy came in here and they're like, is that like Shaggy Shaggy? Like the like it wasn't me. And I'm like, yeah, how do you get? They're like, we love that song. I'm like, what? The, out of all the people I met, Shaggy's the one you freak out about. And they're like, this is so cool, Dad. You met Shaggy. To be fair, when he came in the studio and played. It was really cool. It was really cool. But I'm like, I've met a lot of cool people, guys. And Shaggy's the one they freak out about? Pretty hey, weird to me. I just remember that guy coming in, and he's like, hey, man, how's it going? I was like, good, man. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do a little song. I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's sing it up. And he's oh. like, all right, here we go. And then all of a sudden, he starts singing. like, I'm Mr. Mouse. Yeah. He just changes his voice completely. And I told him that story, too. I'm like, he doesn't talk like that, guys. Like, he even said when he came on this show that he was driving his car, and he just started singing like that. And he was like, ooh, that kind of sounds cool. I can start doing that. And now that's his voice. Here's some of Shaggy playing on our show. Do we know what year this was? I have no idea. 2000, I'm going to guess 2015. If I'm looking back. Yeah, because I had scrolled down away down on that Instagram before I saw Shaggy. What is it? 2015. 2015. Yeah. All right, here is Shaggy on our show. Go ahead. 
Shaggy here. Now this one that can't tell me nice and decent girls. Yeah. Yo, treat them like diamonds and pearls. Dedicate to all the lovely, lovely, lovely ladies around the world. Nashville. Hey. Now this is Shaggy. Yeah, real fun. Romantic, fantastic. <laughs> Some guy, my bombastic. I want to say. Come now. Girl, you're my angel. You're my darling. I got my choir this morning. Girl, and my peeps, you are to me, baby. Sound like a drunk choir, but it's a choir. You're my angel. You're my darling. Life is one big party when you're still young. But who's gonna have your back when it's all done? It's all good when you live for your pure fun. Can't be a fool, son. What about the long run? Looking back, shawty, always a mention. Send me not giving her much attention. She was there to my incarceration. I want to show the nation my appreciation. Girl, you're my angel. <laughs> awesome, you're my The drunk choir comes back in again. <laughs> I forgot we sang on me that. Me too. What a yeah. fun memory. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I, how do we for that? To me, that's so fun and cool. And I would have, if you asked me that we did that, I wouldn't remember. I remember he came in, but I don't remember singing. He's basically doing karaoke for us. <laughs> and letting us sing with and him. He's yeah. cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good memory. I'm glad you brought yeah, that up. Yeah. There you go with the new jingle. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week. With Morgan number two. Coming in at number six, we have a possible thespian throwdown part two in the making. Lunchbox is on with me. So Scoo Steve and Lunchbox this week were sharing their acting stories. And let's just say the two of them can't seem to agree on who's the better actor. Lunchbox, give us some information here. Listen, guys. Because I talk about how I want to be an actor, and then Jake Owen came in a few weeks back, and he said, dude, you suck. And I was like, do I really suck? Am I never going to make it onto the you know acting circuit? So I started taking these acting classes, and Scuba then out of nowhere is like, well, I was, in an, I was an extra. I wore a cop uniform, and I walked back and forth in a couple scenes, so I'm a better actor than you. Like, you didn't even say anything, bro. I can walk back and forth on the screen. And then it got into a big deal about... Oh, who's a better actor? And they wanted me to have a act to the death thing where the loser dies. <laughs> well, not really dies. No, they but, don't die. But you would have to officially give up your acting Yeah, it was career. like a old wrestling match like where the loser has to quit wrestling forever. But the problem is I don't trust these fools. Like, I'm going to go, <laughs> yeah, okay. And then so everybody would be like, yeah, okay, Scuba's better. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do you kind of feel like everybody's out to get you? Not all. No, no, I don't think everybody's out to get me. But in a situation like that where they... Just to make me mad, I feel like, of course, you know what I mean? Like That would be funny for them to be like, oh, you lost, so you had to quit acting. Something I love doing and want to pursue. So you have to always think, man, how could they? you got to be skeptical in situations and in life. You know what I mean? Like when someone says, here, here's a free hundred. Skeptical, skeptical in situations and in life. Like when someone's like, here, here's a free hundred dollars. You're always going to be like, hmm. What's the catch? So would you call yourself a pessimist? No, I'm a, what is that? I'm like, an optimist. Uh, okay, an, opt- uh, an optimist optimistic- is the one that looks at the eyes. <laughs> it's not about eyes. It's like you look yeah, at that's life what they very do. positively and you see things like... Oh, that's optometrist. You see all the- yeah, <laughs> that's <Got> a doctor. 
<laughs> you see things like all positively and like you don't think bad things will happen, but a pessimist thinks only bad things are going to happen. No, no, I don't think only bad things are going to happen. Like when I put my money down on the roulette you wheel. You just sound like a When I put my money though. down on the roulette wheel, I know it's going to hit that number. I'm like, okay. yeah, 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 it's going to hit. That's the one. That's an optimist. Okay, optimist. so you're like 50-50. So I'm 50-50, but I, in, in situations like that where I'm like, hmm. You have to worry about the, you know, process. Like, who would be the judges? How would we determine that they're fair and unbiased? You know. So this isn't happening. Obviously, you're not going to let it happen if you have anything to say about it. No, unless we got like, uh, you know, professional actors like, you know, Seth Rogen and George Clooney and Halle Berry. Halle mm. Berry, hello. Okay. But, you know, like professional you ones that actually know what acting is. Because okay. I, you know, if I just get Sandra from, you know, Safeco down the street, I don't know if I trust that. Well, I don't know what Safeco is, but I do understand. No, Safeco, isn't that like a gas station? <laughs> but like bringing on like acting people, if they did tell you like, hey, you shouldn't pursue it, would you then listen? No, nah, I wouldn't listen. Because listen, you know how many people tell people no, 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 no. Like what is that movie? Hmm. It was a movie that was really popular this year. <sighs> Um, uh, uh, a no oh, movie? No, the one, the one that, um, uh, the one that didn't speak English, the one that the guy, uh, what was it called? Uh, mm, Parasite. Parasite. Are didn't that guy say? No, 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 that's not it. it Queen's Gambit. Oh, Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy got told no for twenty years. You that mean that the show girl. Went, no, the guy, the guy oh, that made that it created the show. He got told got no it. twenty years. If he listened, guess what? Guess where he'd be. Over there at Safeco with Sandra. And you know what? We wouldn't have gotten Queen's Gambit. Exactly. But he kept going. So, I mean, people tell you no all the time. All these artists, you don't think they've been told no before? You don't think they said, oh, you're not going to make it? You don't think they told, you know, Florida Georgia Line? You don't think they told John Party? You don't think they told Lauren Elena? You don't think uh, Carrie Underwood was ever told no? They were told no. But if you just listen to them, okay, dream's over. But, psh. That's you your opinion. You don't want dream crushers is what you no, don't no. want. It's not dream crushers. Well, it's, yeah, but they crush your dream. Because no, they don't like, crush my dream. It's not everybody likes that type of rice. Like you can have, a, you know, you may like rice. Like you're like, comparing your acting career to rice now, but yes, I, I get you. <laughs> because you look at it as you look at the world and you have a bowl of white rice on the table, right? Now, people like rice because they like acting. They like TV shows, but they don't like the white rice. They like the brown rice. So if there's brown rice, they'll eat. White rice, they'll pass. So I could be their white rice, or they, and so they like it and they eat. Or I could be the brown rice. Well, ah, oh, you're not offering brown rice. I'm not going to eat it. Okay, I get your analogy, but but the whole point that you don't want to do this potential that's being thrown on is because it it would stop your dreams, and you don't want to because right. there's no reason for there's that. There's no reason to stop it. it right now. I'm a young, spry, 39 year old that looks like he's probably 18, 19 when I shave. And so I still got many years ahead of me, many years. And you came on this segment and you had mentioned that you had a cameo in the very popular TV show, Friday Night Lights. Correct. Okay. So tell me about that because I wasn't part of the show when that happened. Well, they filmed in Austin when we were back in Austin and I loved the show, watched the show religiously. I was a huge fan and they called me and said, Hey, you want to come be on the show? I was like, absolutely. Yo. So I was the head football coach of one of the opposing teams and they said, I, I saw, I had a scene and everything. It was awesome. I believe it's the last episode of season two is what people tell me. I forget. You know, all my acting roles, they blend together. 
There's too many. You can't even yeah, keep okay, count. Right. Everyone's like, what, okay, about, but, what, but what real, season were you? Is there any others? Uh, no. <laughs> No. Okay, so there's no, no, that's it. well Friday Night Lights and Jerry Springer. Jerry Wait, Springer, you did act. Wait, okay. it was Jerry Springer, right? Yeah, it was Jerry Springer. Yeah, and, you did act. You, uh, you weren't Family being real. Feud and what else was I on? Was I on anything else? I don't think. So I was. you've had other appearances, but your truest yeah. acting moment was Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we need to get you as an extra in other things so you can like add to your repertoire of acting. I agree. Like, <laughs> I need to get my chop. I need to. What do they call them? Your got, acting chops? Yeah, right? something. I don't know. I, was just, I don't know. Just go. Yeah, your acting no, chops. Okay, yeah, well, I, there you great. have it. There isn't going to be a thespian throwdown, but enjoy. And I don't even know if my analogy made sense. <laughs> the the rice? Yeah, it was my, pretty funny. But I, think, but I, think I, nailed, I think I nailed it, kind of, actually. Uh, it was pretty entertaining to listen to. Thank you. But here it is, the segment of basically Scuba Steve and Lunchbox debating who's the better actor. Number six. Scuba Steve is our executive producer. Hey, Scuba, why were you in a police uniform on Twitter? Uh, I was an extra in a TV show for ABC a couple years ago when I was in L.A. Called what? It was called uh, Notorious. Did they pay you for this? Yes. So when I first moved to Hollywood, I was working for Dr. Phil, and my aspiring career at the time was to get into acting. And I figured the easiest way to get into that is put your foot in the door, do extra, some back- background work. Did your foot get in the door? <laughs> well, it did, and then I got the job with Seacrest, and it came to a halt because my schedule became completely filled from beginning to end, so I didn't have time to get back into it. So what you went, how'd you get this job as a police officer? So there's a thing called central casting. It's like the, it's basically like the go-to spot you go to when you first move to Hollywood. Is you go there, you wait in line for eight hours, you take your photo, you answer a bunch of questions, and then they put you out in the scene, and they call you whenever there's an opening for extra work for movies or television shows. And what did that role pay you? That role paid me, I think it was 120 bucks. And what did you do all day? It was a night shot in downtown LA, so all I had to do was sit in a chair for a couple hours, and it was my turn to get up. I walked back and forth in front of the main character uh, on scene as like a background <laughs> police officer. And it was the season finale and series finale of that show. Did they use the scene in the show? They did, yeah, because I remember watching it going, like, I got to see myself. And I, like, I, like freeze-framed it and did a <laughs> slow-mo on it. And you could see me walking back and forth and see my face clear as day. Were you in the credits? Uh, no, it was not in the credits, I don't think they so, They didn't no. put you in the credits? Oh, no, I don't, no, they didn't put me in the credits, no. Did you have any other acting roles? Uh, I was in another one with that TV show Scream. Uh, I think it was about a couple years ago, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was the main actress in it, and I was in a scene sitting behind her in some sort of like, uh, where she's like talking to a student uh, classroom. So you were an extra in that scene too? Yes, yeah. Did, did you ever get any work with actual dialogue? No, and that was a long-term goal before I got back into radio, was to pursue this and uh, and then eventually slowly build my way up into Hollywood. Do you think you're a better actor than Lunchbox? Oh, oh a thousand percent better. Oh, there we go. I heard his video. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm good either. I'm not the best, but I know I'm better than that. I went to Groundlings and took Groundlings classes as well as an improv actor and all that. So, yeah, I'm better than he is. Wow. Dude, you t- I mean, this is what's easy. You talk what? a big game. Oh, you're oh, so good. What's you got to enunciate your words when you're acting, by the way. <laughs> Not necessarily. Some people don't. Sometimes you, you need you, a mumbler. I, I mean, mean, you never know what the role calls for. I mean, you've had as much acting as I have. I, I mean, way I was more in Friday Night Lights, you, and I actually had a line in Friday Night Lights. But what happened No, to your but line? you didn't. They cut. They voiced they, over. They yeah. used your body, but they put someone's voice over you. That's the worst. Yeah. But, I mean, I had a role, like, I'm boom, boom, right there in the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. And that was before I took acting classes. Scoop had already taken acting classes. He's still just a cop walking back and forth. <laughs> well, that was cop first, then acting second. Acting classes second. Uh, and did you pay for classes? 
Yeah, it was so Groundlings is a very famous theater in LA where like Will Ferrell, Jimmy Fallon, all these big time comedic actors would go to the school, they teach you everything from top to bottom, then you go out on stage and perform, and then hopefully you get picked up. I'm like, like the minor leagues of baseball. Would you guys do an I quit match against each other? Whomever loses has to quit acting forever? Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, no, because I don't know who's voting, and I, I, I don't trust the voting <laughs> process, so no. Scuba, as someone who's lived in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. had acting experience there, and what do you think Lunchbox needs to do to make it as an actor? <laughs> I think a lot of classes and breaking himself from himself. Like, he's too much him, and he's just too rigid. He's not relaxed. He doesn't seem believable. Um, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I'm just being. You want to know? Oh, this comes from a guy that walked up and back and forth as a cop. I mean, and we're telling me how to act. And that was the beginning. If I would have pursued it, I would be on the screen right now. If I, I know yeah, I would have been. Yeah, same or behind me. the scenes working as a director. I and was it, close to you. I was in Hollywood. You and if there. I would have gone to medical school, I'd be a doctor right now. So there you go. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> well, Woody though. <laughs> <laughs> Woody though. <laughs> well, that's good, but that's pretty cool. Thank you. All right. Well, when's your next acting class? It'll be next week. And what are you studying? Uh, Parks and Rec. Are you sure this person's not just taking your money? What do you mean? <laughs> You're studying Parks and Rec? Yeah, I'm going to do a table read for Parks and Rec. What's the goal in this class if you finish the class? What happens? Well, hopefully eventually we're going to do it in person. But right now with COVID, it's all just kind of getting to know our different styles. And they're putting us in different roles. In two weeks, I get to be in Dawson's Creek. No, but I'm saying like... Ooh, at the that's going to be at the Yeah, end, see? At the saying. end of the class, what's... What happens? Uh, hopefully I get elevated, get, you know, some criteria, critique, and then I move up to the higher level in class. Like, you know, they leave the bad ones behind. They leave, move the good ones up. That's what I'm hoping. Are you sure they don't just move the ones up that will pay again? Um, no, I don't know about that. No, he's right, because, like, in Groundlings, you have to pass certain classes to get to the next level. So, yeah, if you pass, if when, you pass. When will you find out if you passed? I, in a couple months. Like, at the, I think in end of April or May. It's like a three-month thing. You do these acting, and then boom, you know, I get bumped up. You got to move to Hollywood to pursue acting. No, not necessarily. They film TV shows everywhere, man. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This week, we had the Elder vs. Millennial Championship, and I am the millennial. I'm the youngest on the show, and I play against our elder, Eddie, who is the oldest on our show, And we've been going at this for several weeks now, and I was coming strong. And let's just say I did not come out strong. So listen back to this. Laugh at my hilarious moments. Enjoy with Eddie and I both as we don't cheer each other on. But it's a fun game. So here we go. Number five. It's time for the championship round of Elder versus Millennial. Come on. In prime time today. Come on. So winner take all. It's tied four to four. Eddie, age? 41. Morgan? 27 years old. So they'll answer questions about each other's generations. Here we go. Let's do the intros. Up first. He's a dad of four. I call him the Hispanic who don't panic. He's the best man at my wedding, and the pounds he has been shedding. Coming in at 5 foot 11. Give him a beer on a beach, and he is in heaven. Hey! Up for the championship round. It is producer Eddie. Yeah! His opponent. She runs all of our digital. She runs our Facebook page. So don't leave nasty comments or we'll put her in a rage. <laughs> Coming in at five foot zero. 
It's our web girl hero, Morgan number two. <laughs> Let's have a clean fight today, guys. Yeah, okay? Keep it clean. Oh. You'll be answering questions about each other's generation. Eddie, you're first. Let's go. These are questions Morgan will know the answer to. Question number one. What makes you beautiful was the debut single in 2011 for what boy band? What makes you beautiful was the debut single in 2011 for which boy band? Eddie? It makes you beautiful. Oh, oh, oh. It makes you beautiful. One Direction. He says One Direction. Hit me. Play me that clip, Raymundo. What do you say? That's not One Direction. You don't think so? No. Oh, oh, wait. That's the one I was thinking. Is it One Direction? The answer is One Direction. Yeah! One point. One point. Woo! One point. Eddie, which house was Harry Potter sorted into in the books and movies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which house was Harry Potter sorted into in the books and movies? Sorted into. Interesting. Never seen Harry Potter. Never read any of the books. I'm going to make a guess here. Harry Potter, the house of the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> That's not it, is it? I don't know the answer either. I mean, I wouldn't because I haven't that read sounds them. Sounds good. That sounds right, yeah, right, I, Amy? I think that's a book, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. book. Um, that is incorrect. Oh. Morgan, you can steal. Go ahead. I'm in this house. It's Gryffindor, baby. Gryffindor. Why, how are you in the house? You do online quizzes, and I'm a oh Gryffindor. My gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, then I had no chance. How do they get sorted? Yeah, it's based on, like, your per- they, they get a sorting hat, and it gets put on you, and then it, the hat determines which house you go into. Oh. It's a magical hat. Cool. Okay. I bet it's great. My mom <laughs> loved to read them, oddly enough. Really? Yeah, she read all of them. Eddie, final question Come for on. you. In the Pixar movie Cars, Lightning McQueen ends up in Radiator Springs and befriends a tow truck. What's that tow truck's name? <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy. That's Tow Mater. Uh-huh. Right? Tow Mater. You give the answer is Mater. Yeah, Mater. Tow Mater is tow correct. Truck. Yeah! That is correct. That is correct. Come on! Okay. Eddie Doing two, good. Morgan number two, one. Yeah. That's confusing. <laughs> Eddie two, Morgan one. All right, Morgan, you have three questions. These are about Eddie's generation. Question number one. Chuck Norris played a character named Cordell Walker in what TV show? Chuck Norris played a character named Cordell Walker in what TV show? Well, I know Chuck Norris, but that was not a TV show that I grew up watching. But Walker, maybe it was like a West, you know, Westworld type show. Zorro, that was a show, but I don't think that was a cowboy. Was he a cowboy? Man, can you repeat it one more time? Sure. Chuck Norris played a character named Cordell Walker in what TV show? Chuck Norris, Cordell Walker. (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. Need an answer? Ah, Family ties. (laughs) Couldn't have been more off. Eddie, you can steal this one. Oh, man. It's Walker, Texas Ranger. That is correct. One point for Eddie. Nice job, Eddie. One point for Eddie. Eddie's up three to one. Morgan, you got to get the next two right. Oh, man. What was the name of the Robin Williams movie where he dresses up as an elderly British nanny? 
man, I've seen this. What was the name of the Robin Williams movie where he dresses up as an elderly British nanny? Oh, what is it? Oh, I can see him dressed up in the outfit and the hair. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought this would be a softball yeah. when Me I read too. it. I thought this would be so easy. No, because... What's coming to my head is Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and that is not what it is. It is not. Oh I'll gosh. go ahead and tell you, it is not. I, 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 I do know that. Oh, shoot, what is it? I'm so angry at myself right now. For the championship, if you get this right, you're staying in the competition. If you lose, Eddie will hear we are the champions, and he will be Elder versus Millennial champion. I'm going to ask it one more time, Morgan, and give you 15 seconds. Okay. What is the name of the Robin Williams movie where he dresses up as an elderly British nanny? 15 seconds starts now. Baby the nanny. Mm. The grandma. The <laughs> old. Why is this not coming to my mouth? Why? Three seconds. Died! And a time. The grandmother. The oh. grandmother is her answer. So close. Well, Eddie, you don't even have to get it to win. You're okay. about to be the champion. So we'll all say the answer on the count of three. One, two, three. Mrs. Mrs. Delphire. So angry. <laughs> and there oh, is yeah. our champion. Oh, my goodness. Producer Eddie. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear this song. What do you want to say, old man? Uh, to all those millennials out there that think you're so smart. You know what? We're not old. We're cool. Yeah. You can go suck an egg. Wait, is oh, that what you say? Wow. Is that mean? That's mean. That's aggressive. <laughs> that's mean. I don't mean I'm that. I'm glad you ended with an egg. <laughs> that that's old. a little too much. I'm sorry. Just, just, just is don't hate from, on us. like an old fa- phrase? Because okay. that's not young. Eddie, you are the champion. Yeah, thank you both. Congratulations, my friend. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. On this week, we had Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter come in. They released a collaboration called Thinking About You, and it is so good. But they came on the show the day they released it and performed the song for the first time. And it was Mackenzie Porter's first time in the studio. It was just all exciting. Plus, we broke down Dustin Lynch's career. He played his first ever hit and his last hit. And, of course, this collaboration. You want to hear this whole interview, the performance, all the things. It was magical. Number four. The Friday Morning Conversation with Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Dustin, good to see you. Good to be back. Mackenzie, good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, They're going to play their new duet in just a second. Um, Dustin, let me start with you for a second. I haven't seen you in a little bit. I guess the Opry is when I saw you last. Yeah. Right in the middle of the pandemic. Man, thank goodness for the Opry this past year. Was that the only time you really played in front of anyone? Yes. Yeah, we've played a a few times now, but I, I think the night we hung out was the first time I'd been... Since, since, you know, the plug was pulled, I'd been back on stage and it was a crazy night for me to be sitting next to Trace Atkins and Blake Shelton. It's like, what am I doing here? Yeah, uh, it, was a, it was an awesome reintroduction to the stage at the Opry. And Mackenzie, it's your first time ever in studio. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. Glad to have you here. Thank you. This so, is like a bucket list thing for me. So, uh, well, let's hope the bucket list is when you're crushing it yourself <laughs> and you come true, in, you true, know, true. I th- but whatever, I'm still here. And how Dustin, how'd you and Mackenzie get together for the song you're going to do later? Crazy story. Um, blind auditions, believe it or not. We, uh, I, I wanted to to make sure that Think About You 
uh, was given the life it deserved. We had we put it out on the Telehoma album, and, and Lauren Elena did the original version. And just timing with with her releases in mind, we couldn't get it to work out. So I said, man, let's just put it out into the universe, the country music community, and, and see if anybody would want to sing this song with me um, to put out to country radio. And um, I had my team remove all the names. I just had a, a folder of submissions of auditions numbered, and I kept coming back to a version over and over again. Uh, for a couple of weeks and ended up being this beautiful lady, Miss Mackenzie Porter. Was it all women or did you have a guy's audition too? I believe it was all women. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I know we kind of had a different plan, but I think I would rather just hear that song now. Do you guys want to do that first? Yeah, we can. Are you guys cool with that? Absolutely. All right, here they are. It's Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter with the new one here, Thinking About You. One, two, three, four. Well, look who it is Last call I thought I'd get How's your mama? How you been? Girl, it's been too long Saw your sister at the Circle K Her baby number two was on the way Hadn't seen her since her wedding day With you on my arm It's good to hear from you again Girl, what a coincidence I was just thinking about that Justin Lynch, Mackenzie Porter. Mackenzie, let me ask you a couple questions. Because you and your brother, I, I saw a note that you were the most played artist in, country, in Canada, country music, this last year. Yeah. Crazy, right? So crazy. Because you're a new artist here. Yes. But up there, you're like Queen Dingling. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what they call me, actually, when I come out on stage. Um, no, I think I've been putting out music for two years up there, and I signed a record deal here, and finally, we're kind of starting to release music here. We, I just had to develop, I guess, and if you will. You, you have a family. Do your parents sing? My dad sings. My grandma's like a wicked piano player. Um so we were always in like a family band. My dad always says like he played in bars and they decided to like the first time they're like, we'll pay you in beer. And then uh, sorry, they're like this, like, yeah, the first time we'll pay you in beer. And then eventually like, no, we'll pay you in cash. It's cheaper. <laughs> so, yes, very, very uh, musical family. Your brother won Canadian Idol. Yeah. What's yeah. happening with your family? How do you? What's up with these jeans? This is this is amazing. Something in the water up there. Yeah. We grew up on a bison and cattle ranch and there was like nothing to do. So it was just music. And you sent off, how did you know about the audition to be in this song? My managers, um, I signed to Big Loud and they knew, Dustin Seaman just knew that they were like holding auditions, I guess. I halfway gave it away. I didn't realize I followed her on Instagram <laughs> um, after I heard the versions. I wasn't thinking. Oh, so then you knew he probably well, heard your I version. I didn't know, but I like screenshotted it and I sent it to my team. I'm like, I feel like this means something good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're an actor too, huh? Yes, yeah. All right, there's a show on Netflix, The tra Travelers? Travelers, yeah. Is that, oh my gosh. <laughs> no I way. Have, no, 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 no. I have been sitting here this whole time being like, where 
do I know this? I didn't know if we like were hung out somewhere one time <laughs> or like I, or I, I was like, this is her first time in the studio. Why do, okay. So I is anybody on the show? No, um, I mean, Kinda. I still see some of the, yes. So did anybody watch the show? Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, yeah, I've missed I, an episode. I've really <laughs> never seen it. I've never no, seen thanks. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I did. I can even tell you, like you had the boyfriend and went to the house and then oh, tell you, me. You really know her? No, I really, I swear. Yes. I've seen, I know the whole premise of the show and like, I know your character, but it's been a while since been, we got canceled like in 2018, but tell me your character one more time, Marcy, but, and she was, so she was like, the whole show is based on like travelers from the future coming back into present day and like correcting what we've all messed up as humans. And I played this person who came into like a young girl who has a mental disability Yes, and then turns into like a warrior. Yeah. Fighter. Yeah, your boy. I'm, I'm picturing the apartment scene with your boyfriend and like yes. something. Y'all couldn't leave the apartment. One of yeah, you. Yeah, we shot a lot in that apartment. Yes. So, yes. Okay, now mystery solved because I did not know where well, I knew you from. Thanks for watching. And then Destin, great song. Thank like you amazing. Very much. But you. when she started singing, I got the goosebumps. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. See, same here. So, she's got something about her vocal you can't learn, right? She's just got this, I don't know, warmness and, and great texture to it. And I, that's what attracted me. You know, the first time I heard, her audition I was like who in the heck is this I've never heard you know that type of accessibility to you know um a verse you know well obviously the version of the song but but just it's rare you find a a unique texture Mm -hmm. um from a singer and she's got her own identity so I think that's really gonna take her a a long ways yeah no my husband's (laughs) gonna freak out I'm with the girl from Travelers (laughs) (laughs) see Dustin this is what I'm experiencing in my life right now where I go places with my fiance and everybody only wants to talk to her and they're like, hey, Bobby's coming, and they, nobody gives a crap about me anymore. It's all, and you brought Mackenzie, and who's not your fiance, but she's like your guest on this song. And now yeah. we're all like, okay, Mackenzie, tell me everything about you. <laughs> well, I realized very quickly when, whenever we recorded together, awesome, we hit it off, and then we showed up on set to shoot photos and video in the video shoot. And I'm like, gosh, she's making me look bad. But oh, that's always no. what you want, right? That means you're ele- elevating and things around I, you. I didn't think it through, though, with the director of the video. And so he sh- was shooting her first in the day. And I'm like, how am I going to follow this? Because she actually she's an actress. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can do the thing. You have seven number one songs, Dustin Lynch. The first one, 2012 Cowboys and Angels. Now, I would like to do a little segment called First and Last. Okay. Where we will play Cowboys and Angels. But if you ever hear this song come on the radio, like what does it remind you of that was happening in your life at the time? Oh, just create! It, it was uh, just a whirlwind of new firsts. Um, I grew up in Tennessee, and we vacationed. My family is from Florida originally, South Georgia, so we would travel there for vacation. But other than that, I hadn't been really anywhere in, in the United States of America. And whenever Cowboys and Angels came out, it took me to all parts, all corners of the states, and um, just all the firsts that come with that. Like I, I remember going to Seattle, Washington, and literally drinking like twelve cups of coffee. Because it was the thing to do. It was like, I'm in Seattle. I got to drink coffee. You know, like all, <laughs> you go to these different cities and you just do all the stuff you think you're supposed to do. Um, and yeah, so I think it just takes me back to those those milestones of, of just new places and seeing uh, a high rise city like Chicago for the first time is just mind blowing. You know, pulling in there on the tour bus and walking in to play. Let's hear a little bit of the first hit from 2012 Cowboys and Angels. Cool. There's a want, there's a need And there's a history between 
girls like her and guys like me cowboys and angels I've got boots she's got wings I'm hell on wheels and she's heavenly I die for her she lives for me cowboys and angels and we ride side by side a cloud of dust Her kiss is my salvation She's sweet, I'm wild where danger runs Cowboys and angels Nice. Dustin Lynch. <laughs> first hit. You still play that on shows, right? Oh, yeah, man. Where do you Absolutely. put that in the set list? Because it's such a slow but powerful song, and you got to put that in the right spot. Yeah, it's usually, what do you say, about three quarters of the way through? You can say the middle of the end. Yeah, the middle of the end, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it reminds me each time we get to play that song just how many people made that song a part of their lives um, because you see people step out into the aisles or whatever and slow dance and you know forget about us. That's cool to see every night. I, that song's I always, you know, you get asked the question, "What's your favorite song to play?" All the time, and, and that's it. Just because I, it was inspired by my grandparents' love story, um, and to watch people dance and sing their song every night's really cool. Do you still get in the boat and they they crowd surf on the boat? Or are you done with that? Um, well, you know, New Year. Yeah. So we'll see. No, I, we we retired that. Um, now you need to get in a ball, one of those plastic balls. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> I would I, a little bit more, yeah, a little, a little safer these days. Yeah. In, a, in a plastic ball, but I ended up. I pulled a couple of muscles, and then I ended up sending Colin out in the boat. He he did some rides out. <laughs> we kind of rotated injuries yeah. as somebody would get injured crowd surfing. We would IR, yeah. we would send some, yeah we would send somebody else. The, the kind of the juxtaposition of these two songs too with Cowboys and Angels, and then I'm gonna have you do Mama's House, which is your, your last song here. A bit different in feeling. Yeah, for sure. Um, but both kind of stem from the same the same base ideas. Is Cowboys and Angels is is about two high school sweethearts, my grandparents. Um, even before high school, really, they're still married 65 years this year. Um, just amazing love story and their goals, man. Like, I, I hope I'm like my granddad when I grow up and, um, mama's house was kind of the heartbreak I felt whenever my high school sweetheart moved off to college and left me in the dust because I kind of messed up what I, all I knew in, in my small town was my grandparents and my parents or high school sweethearts and, and save with my sister um, married her high school boyfriend. So whenever my girlfriend left for Knoxville and uh, I was like, man, what, what do I do now? You know, um, this is before social media. So you didn't really have connection outside of your hometown. You just knew the girls you went to school with and that was it. So, um, it felt like the world ended and that's why I relate to mama's house lyrics so well. Now here's Dustin Lynch playing us a little bit of his last hit mama's house. One, two, three, four. I 
see your face on every street, every corner, couple trees. They even got a name on. I feel your love, I hear your laugh. Got them take me away on back. Hurt me memories I don't want. Up and down the boulevard, in and out of every bar. I'd burn this old town down Pick a spot, dig a hole Put them ashes in the ground Baby, I'd burn this old town down If it wasn't for my mama's house My mama's house Damn, girl, why'd you have to break it like that? Leaving pieces of my shattered heart Scattered like glass I'd burn this old town down If it wasn't for my mama's house my mama says I'd burn this old town down If it wasn't for my mama said Nice. You know, if you just saw the, the the title of the song, which I did at first, I was like, oh, this is a nice song about his mama's house. And then you listen to it, it is not a nice song about your mama's house. Not at all. I think it's that's the, why it hooked me, yeah. Yeah, it's the only thing that you like in this town is your mama's house. Listen, Dustin Lynch, you did a good job today. You brought, Thank us, you you brought very us in much, a good sir. song. We liked it. We liked your friends here. All your friends. We liked all you guys. This is fun. I haven't seen you in a few months. It's good to see you. You too, man. Please tell your mom and dad I said hello. I will do it. They may I be listening right yeah. now. They definitely are listening right now. And let me just say. As you guys know, they stalk you. I love you too. I'm just talking to them right now. You are more than <laughs> welcome to come up anytime Dustin comes in. Uh, so that every, was one of the more like special artist moments that yeah, we've we ever had. The, had the parents in. How how many times do you? Get I still laugh. Parents? I still think back at that interview and laugh about how nervous my dad and mom were. <laughs> they couldn't even talk to y'all. But they're Precious. huge fans. Of course, dad and Lunchbox hit it off. They're boys. Yeah. But other like they get really nervous when they're. I mean, even on the carpet. When I take my mom on the carpet. She just. You know, it's not normal. So thank you guys for being so sweet to him. You guys follow Dustin Lynch at Dustin Lynch Music. Follow Mackenzie Porter at Mackenzie P Music. And check out Mackenzie's music, too. Let me play a little bit of drinking songs for everybody here. Do you mind, Mackenzie, if I play a little bit of this? Um, please. Okay, here we go. Here's a little bit of that. We sing about falling in love. It couldn't get much better. I wish I could make time stop in the chorus Nice job, guys. Dustin Lynch, Mackenzie Porter. Yeah. Nice job. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. A funny moment on the show this week happened. Amy brought a phone hack that she had learned to the show, and well, she called nine one one. And she didn't exactly, like, ignore the 911 call. She didn't exactly, like, say anything to them. Let's just say some really bad things could have happened. Thankfully, they didn't. We all were freaking out there for a moment when Amy was trying out this iPhone hack. Though, it is a really important iPhone hack you should know. So, listen up and get a good crack out of this. Number three. Okay, tell me what you saw. Well, it's an emergency SOS hack. If you have an iPhone, the little button on the side. Which side? um, Not the volumes. Not the the volume, the big button that you would power on, power off. If you hit it five times in a row, it'll... uh, Beetlejuice shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) Shows up out of nowhere. If you do that, it calls emergency services, and it'll also send a text to your selected emergency contacts, and it'll alert them of your location. But it'll count down to three before it does that in case you accidentally press it five times. So if you just go one, two, three, four. But then what? Does it make a noise or anything? Uh, Yes, really loud alarm, but after three seconds. 
after. So if you're in danger, yeah. you do this. Can we do two, it? Three. Not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay. I'm in danger. No. <laughs> but you're not, though. Okay. You push it five times. Okay, yeah. Then what happens? One. No, not yet, not no. yet. I'm oh. asking you questions. Okay, so you press it five times. Then it goes three, two, one. Yeah. At one, it sounds a crazy alarm. Okay. Letting people around you know you're in danger. It also contacts emergency services for you. They know your location. What's it emergency got your phone. services? Like 911. And I don't know. No, please. no, then don't do it, Amy. <laughs> no, it'll count down to three. You but can, when will it start making the ew, ew? At the third second. Because I want to hear the sound. I know, yeah, but we too. can't do that because then it'll have alerted people to come help you. Also, mm. But if I it's a test for people to hear, you're not going to get in trouble. Mm. That's what you say. You got fined a million dollars because of some test. Hey, Scuba Steve, let me ask you about this. Should we yeah. go through with this or no? I think that because this isn't FCC related, I think we should try it out and hit cancel. And if they call you, just say, hey, I'm sorry, it was an accident. I didn't know. Because who knows about that hack? Nobody, I feel like. Okay. I, yeah, I had no idea. And I've had an iPhone for how long? And I don't know when they... I say do it. Let's just they, do it. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, Bob Pittman, cool. uh, Scuba Steve told me to do it, president of iHeartRadio. <laughs> All right. And then Bob Pittman, Bobby told me to do it. No. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. We're going to hit it five times. Count out loud. Okay. One, two, three, four... Five. Okay. What's your phone doing? Nothing happened. It, it turned off, Amy. <laughs> Hold on. We didn't do it right. Hold on. Do it five quick. One, two, three, four, five. There. Oh. It called. That's what happens. No, 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 no. Tell him you were just joking. Okay, yeah. that's it. Be like, JK, JK. That's what it did. So there you go. It now called 911. That's what it did. Now we know it goes, and then at the count of three, it immediately started dialing 911. And then also, my, my sister and my husband are probably about to get text messages with my location because I added them as my emergency contacts. We'll see what happens. Oh gosh, they're on the answer phone. It, answer oh, no, no, answer no, they said hello. No, they said hello. Answer it all the time. Hello? Hello, police department. Oh. Yes, this is the police department. I have to hang up. No, 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 no
Because when I did five kind of uh, fast, it didn't work. But five like you're in trouble fast. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes, boo, boo, boo. And then I try 911. No. Now you do it, Eddie. <laughs> and then I hang up on him again. <laughs> They're like, okay, something's happening over yeah, there. I know. Okay. And you stop fanning yourself. You didn't almost go to jail. And he's acting like she just committed you know, a crime and got away with it. They, a good thing, yes, she was. But sometimes 911 will be like, I'm sorry, no matter what, we got to send officers out. We see a, a squad busting right <laughs> to the group. Can you imagine? Okay, Amy, great job. Thank you for sharing that with us. Welcome. The more you know. The more you know. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Coming in at number two, it was originally a rejected segment. Mike D had pitched to Lunchbox to prank call the taxidermist and try and get his granny, what do you call it, stuffed? Yeah, grandmother stuffed. Yeah. Yeah. And it was originally a rejected segment. Well, we got to hear the call. And it was pretty funny. I'm pretty glad it wasn't a rejected segment. Well, it was a rejected segment because Bobby said no to it, but I I had never heard the idea, and I was like, well, why not try it? And so I tried it, and I tried it a bunch, and I, I, I had to change tactics because at first I was just calling up saying, hey, I want to get my granny stuffed, and people would just hang up on me right away. Oh, they wouldn't even talk to you. Right. They are like, all right, we're not playing this game. Like, uh so then I was like, you know what? You got to not just say granny right off the bat, you idiot. So I started saying things, describing granny. And then I got to the granny at the end, and I thought it was pretty dang funny. <laughs> the guy that you did finally get on the phone that you guys are going to hear in this segment played back, he was so angry at you, like very passionate about this subject. He got pretty upset, and I don't know, like, I, I don't know, I guess maybe taxidermy, they get weird questions or... I, I don't know. I don't know why he got so upset or, or he just thought I was just crazy or I, I don't know. Maybe they're that maybe taxidermists are strange people. So people ask him strange questions and they get offended by strange questions. I don't know. But he did get passionate and angry. And I was like, dang, I didn't see you going all that far. But OK, if that's how you want to be. You also did another prank call. You had prank called um, trying to buy George Strait's house. Yes. And that was a few weeks back, but we got a cartoon back Ooh, of it, which cartoon I hear version. is hilarious. It is hilarious. It is now out for your consumption. So this cartoonist, I don't know how they do it. It is beautifully done. But we even sent them a link to George Strait's house. And we're like, oh, here's the house. So in parts of the call, when I am talking about a certain part of the house, they show the cartoon version of inside George Strait's house, exactly what the pictures That's look like insane. on the internet. It is awesome it is such a good good cartoon they are very creative and you have to go watch this where can they watch this though i don't know it's at bobbybones.com Boom. and i will make sure you even tweet it too so it'll be on lunchbox's twitter yeah as well. but it's more important if they go to bobbybones.com yeah, but more right? important i mean and by the time i probably get lunchbox to tweet it it's probably gonna be like tomorrow or monday so go to bobbybones.com to watch it it's amazing like we love the cartoon version especially so of lunchbox he looks pretty funny as a cartoon yeah yeah no, I, I agree. <laughs> okay. Well, before you do that, though, listen to this segment, Lunchbox. Prank called the taxidermist. He tried to get his granny stuffed, and you can imagine the response he got. It's it's amazing. Here we go. Number two. Lunchbox calls a taxidermist to see how much it would cost to taxidermy his granny. Oh, my. So set me up, Lunchbox. So, I mean, I just called places and I was just, I explained to them kind of, oh, you know, it passed away on Saturday and I just want to have it in the house. And I didn't refer to it as granny 
until later. That way I could keep him on the line, and he thinks it's an animal. And then when I hit him with granny, kind of goes downhill. So, but this is one call to one place. Yeah, this is one call to one place. Did you try to call other places and they just wouldn't even? They, they wouldn't. I, I had to change my strategy because I kind of went in with the granny at the beginning and they would just hang up and they wouldn't, they didn't give me the time of day. And then I realized, okay, you can't say granny right off the bat because it gets people a little like, ah, ah, I'm out, click. So I did it a different way. Okay, here's Lunchbox calling a taxidermist to see if they would taxidermy his granny. Okay. Taxidermy, this. Hey, I was just calling because. We lost her this weekend, and I, you know, I, I'm trying to see how much it is going to be to get her stuffed. Well, uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, how big's your your specimen there? She's about, I mean, five foot two. Oh, wow! I yeah. got got a deer or something? Huh? Yeah. Uh, oh, good. she, yeah, right, well. near and dear to my heart for sure. Near and dear to my heart. It's just so hard yeah. because she always went on family vacation. She always came to the Little League to watch us play baseball. And just we've had her, you know, just my entire life. And Oh, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about that, although it seems a little strange uh, <laughs> taking, you know, taking a uh, animal to a to a baseball game, I guess. You know that one uh, that size. And do so when I bring her in, do do I bring Granny's outfit that she wanted to be buried? You know that she wanted to be stuffed in. Uh, hold on. Do, by Granny, do you mean your grandmother, like a human being grandmother? Yeah, it's my mom's mom. Okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm going to tell you this straight up. You know, uh, if you're expecting me to to taxidermy your grandmother, it's illegal in the United States to do that. And so I'm telling you right now, bud, you just better get a good grasp of this, is that I'm not going to stuff your grandma. Oh, oh, oh. Wow, that was like, what? <laughs> Unnecessary, right? He's very passionate yeah, about I it, though. I think I wanted to fight like Fox, did. It's like, you sicko. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, wow. He went from being caring, I'm really sorry, I hate that, to, About well, his specimen. And then it's like, well, that's a little odd. <laughs> to just being angry. That's that funny. That freaked him out. Good call. It's the best bits of the week. Show. With Morgan number two. Coming in at number one, 90s country. We love it. We are here for it. I am living for how much 90s country is in our lives right now. We had the frontman of country on this show, and it is formed from members of Lone Star, Little Texas, and Restless Heart. They all played one of their biggest hits from their band days. And I'm just telling you, this segment was so cool. As a country fan, as a 90s country fan, as a new fan, like, Everything about this segment was so fun, and I am a huge fan of Lone Star. I have been, like, my entire life. But all these other bands, just all of them coming together, it's really cool. You can hear about how they formed, and you can hear their performances. So here we go. Listen to this. It's going to make your entire weekend. Number one on The Bobby Bones Show now. The frontman of country. I got to tell you guys, when I heard you guys had created a supergroup, I was like, I, I hit my producer. I said, we have to get them in immediately. So let me Aww. introduce you guys. First of all, from Lone Star, Richie McDonald. Good yeah. to see you, Richie. Thank you. Great to be here. From Little Texas, Tim Rushlow. Tim, what's up, buddy? Woo. And Larry Stewart from Restless Heart. What up, Larry? Yeah. 
How you doing? Well, Larry, let me start with you. How did this come together? Oh, well, it, uh, short. Uh, came together really sort of part-time almost 10 years ago. And um, it was his idea. And uh, we ended up going, putting the three of us together and going overseas and playing for the troops for quite a few trips. And, uh, and we would just do a few shows here and there, a handful, a couple handfuls a year. And um, then here we are. Huh, let's do something different, guys. Well, and there's such a demand for 90s country. I would I would pay money. I'm not I'm not paying you today. Don't get any. Ideas. <laughs> <laughs> what? But Richie, I would pay money to watch this this group, and you guys had to see that too. Like you can go out and play all your hits, but also play like basically a whole generation. You know, with you three massive bands, so 30 million records all together. Like that had to be a part of it too. Like we could really go out and, and really entertain a lot of people because of such a demand. Absolutely, and, and we're hoping that's what happens. You know, uh, it's such a great era for music. Uh, just uh, the story storytelling songs and you know the the m melodic you know the music of the songs um we're excited about this just the three of us and, and the thing is it's a it'll be an hour we'll play, play an hour and a half we could probably play two or three hours and still not play all the hits tim when i think a little texas it's the i i think of the video for god bless texas because i was <laughs> i don't know what year was that 90 93. Okay, I, I think of the piece of paper my... stuck on his face. Do you <laughs> think of that? With the piece of paper? Oh, that's I, that's not what I think. Up. I think about the girls because I was 13 <laughs> years old and I'm watching CMT and I'm like, there are really uh, voluptuous ladies in yeah. Texas bikinis. People always thought we were a big part of that. And in reality, we did the concert scene at South Fork Ranch. And everything else was shot without us. They, they took like three weeks and went around the whole state of Texas. And the cheerleaders, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, all that stuff, we weren't there for all that. But it was fun to see it final, you, you know. Just killed a fantasy. God, you just <laughs> ruined just, everything. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I could be David Lee Roth for a minute. But. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know you guys have all been extremely generous with what you would do. So let's just call a few out. How about from, let's do up first, let's do When She Cries. Let's do a Restless Heart original. Yeah. Is that, is that cool? Can we start with that? Yeah. I'd love to. All right, here we go. I brought my piano player with my personal piano player with me over here. <laughs> Who, by Sings the way, a little, he is Richie McDonald from Richie. Lone Star. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the front minute country. Let's Woo! go. The road I have traveled on is paved with good intentions. It's littered with broken dreams that never quite came true. When all of my hopes were dying, her love kept me trying. She does her best to hide the pain that she's been through. When she cries, she cries at night, at night, and she does. She tries, she tries to, hide to hide all the fear she feels inside. So I pray, I pray this, time, this time I can be the man that she deserves. Cause I die a little each time when she cries. Nice. 
from yeah. in a country. <laughs> so I'm assuming, and this could be an awkward question, are we cutting in thirds here? <laughs> you mean money wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we all going in? <laughs> it's all Larry's. Well, oh, yeah. we, we are. I'm the oldest. We, we are. We're the side guys. They, they haven't. Uh, we haven't done a business plan yet. <laughs> We've already been in that with those bands, man. Did you guys ever tour together throughout the '90s, 2000s? Like, did did Lone Star and Little Texas, the Wrestle? Did you guys ever end up on the same same bill ever? That's a great question. Restless Heart did a couple of shows with Lone Star. Two years ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I remember in the early 90s, we did a show opening for Russell's Heart in Oklahoma somewhere, and they were like hugeness, and we were starting, but we were just like, they were like the Eagles to us, and we were just in awe. And the, I was hoping that they would, you know, be great, and they were better than that. They were like, it was stunning. We kind of realized at that point we had to go back to the drum board and get, get better, which was a great thing. They were a huge influence. Were we nice? You were very kind. Good. Yeah, it was a good day for you. <laughs> it was all, good. All the, <laughs> all the front men from Lone Star, Little Texas, and Restless Heart are here. They're in a new band called the Front Men of Country. And Richie, I'm going to come over to you. You're okay. with Lone Star for 30 years. That's a whole lifetime. Um, I told my son, and he didn't like the way I put this, but I said, you know, in the twilight of my career, he goes, well, Dad, you're not in the twilight. I said, well, I'm not going to do this for 40 more years. I'm just telling you. But I don't know. This is just uh, a really exciting chapter to, to get to w sing with, with these two guys. I got to imagine when Amazed hits, because it wasn't just a massive country song. It became a massive – it was everywhere. It did. There were started to be like dance, oomsa, 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 oomsa. like you, you heard that too. Euro dance mixes of Amazed. I was on my way home from Nashville one day, and I heard that mix, that dance mix to Amazed. I was like, "Who authorized that?" <laughs> <laughs> what What's the feeling whenever you cross over from being a country star to where the whole world is hearing your music that doesn't even know country music? Does it feel different? You know what? It really does. And I think the three of us have all had that song in our careers, but uh, it just opened a lot more doors, you know, you know, sitting from sitting in a, a listening room at RCA Records and being a records and, you know, getting songs pitched to you, that song pitched to us and going from the studio and then to watch it morph into what it did, you know, crossing over from country to pop to, you know, Contemporary hot, I don't know all the different genres, but um, it's crazy. But it did it did allow us to do a lot more things, and, and it widened the fan base, I'd say. This is a song that I will never dare to sing karaoke, <laughs> because it is so up there. You don't know. I, don't, I can't even, can't even like. Oh, come on. No, I will not come on. You should. How, how in the world are you singing? How do you not blow out a voice singing this every night? I don't know. I just, uh, I guess I've been lucky over the years and tried to take care of my voice and uh, just gargle with whiskey and uh, tequila. <laughs> but uh, other than that, <laughs> you know, just gargle. The front men of country are here. Um, let's do, let's do a little, a little Lone Star here. Here is Amazed. Every time our eyes meet. This feeling inside me is almost more than I can take. Baby, when you touch me, I can feel how much you love me, and it just blows me away. I've never been this close to anyone, anything. I can hear your thoughts. I can see your dreams 
Don't know how you do what you do I'm so in love with you It just keeps getting better I want to spend the rest of my life With you by my side Forever and ever oh, Every little thing that you do Baby, I'm a two things one I know it was only part of the chorus but you took us to the last the, you know the last chorus I had to and you flexed it. they call it a flex when you jump back and you went ah we, we saw you you just prove it to us you still had it you just proving it to us and then I liked it you that because I like how the song ends you know I'm glad he did that yes. dang that's so cool man so you I uh, my wife listens every morning she said you need a you need a, you're looking for a wedding singer so I'm thinking Listen, I will invite. three of them here. I will invite you guys to the wedding. <laughs> if you come up and play a couple songs, dang, that's so. You guys are. That's just, again. I will pay money to go to this show, and again, I don't. Thanks. Listen, I'm in an industry and have a career that I have to pay to go to many shows, honestly. But this is so cool because you guys have songs of uh, like my life. Like when you play these songs, we're gonna do God Bless Texas in a second. Like I know where I was at the exact time that these songs hit. You brought up a good point. Um, I think that it. When we first did this, it was just like fun, like, wow, this is fun, because we're actually fans of each other's bands big time, and we love to sing on each other's songs. But there's a common thread that runs through the three of our groups that's really, um, it's authentic, it's real, we're not trying to be, you know, whatever, it's just really authentic, and it really is the soundtrack to people's lives. That that 90s thing, that's just, a, it's there's just something to it. And as we have grown and doing these shows, I think that was during the COVID thing, and then, of course, post that now, thank God. We're going, you know what? We could go out and do this and have fun. And, and hopefully if people are really trying to go, hey, what show can I go see? I got enough to see one. Well, we want to be, hey, there's three acts here that mm -hmm. can play a bunch of things and create an evening of a full fabric of the landscape of the 90s country, at least from the band perspective. So for us, that's kind of cool, you know. And uh, you said it, it's kind of your soundtrack. It, it's our soundtrack, too. It's kind of cool. A kid who grew up in Mountain Pine, Arkansas, population 770 people, man. This is it. Like, this is where I go. I know exactly where I was. I know exactly where all these. Richie McDonald from Lone Star, Tim Rushler from Little Texas, and Larry Stewart from Restless Heart are here. And if you missed the first segment, go back and listen to it on the podcast. But you guys are touring. I have your all your show dates here. From April to November, you guys are on the road. I mean, three three big stars, three big tour buses, different different jets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> three road managers. Yeah, right. Like, is this like the Eagles? You don't get together until it's time to go on stage. Three bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. we're <laughs> three minivans actually starting out. Are you guys hit, doing the bus again? Like, you get on the bus and, and going back out on the road that way? It looks like it. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. We're going to do a lot of fly dates, a lot of bus dates. Yeah. 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 I mean, we got out, and some of the shows that we're booking now is going to be with a band as well. So we'll do some with just the three of us and some with a band behind us. I'm telling you, if I were just getting to pick, I would have no band. I know the band would be great for that, but I, it's just to watch you, and you. I'm sure you're telling stories too in your show if it's just the three of you. I mean, yeah. this is primetime stuff. The Unplugged show, you get more of that where, you know, you get to hear the stories behind the songs. The band shows are more power because yeah. it's the full-blown thing. But, yeah, I'm with you. The Unplugged thing's pretty cool. Is, so you guys go check them out. The Frontmen of Country have all their tour dates up uh, starting in Grant, Oklahoma on April 16th. 
and then all the way to the end of November. What, where, is, where are all these dates? You, got, you guys have a website, or what, what's happening here? Yeah, frontmanofcountry.com. Um, and then, of course, all our socials and Facebook and all that stuff that everybody has. So we, we're, we're kind of all over. And there's, I mean, we just announced this. And so our agency with Bob Kincaid Entertainment just put that out. And so that's what just initially splashed up quick. And there's a ton more coming where, you know, we just haven't got them up yet. So are you guys, because you have, I mentioned earlier, you've sold over 30 million albums combined. But are you guys working on new music as well? We actually did. Um Last year, we went in and recorded a song called If It Wasn't For The Radio. It's really a great song. Hear our harmonies together, uh, but also go back in and, and just hopefully make a little EP and finish it up. Yeah, for sure. That'd be fun to do. Would you guys rather me play some of the studio version or play some If It Wasn't For The Radio yourself with your three voices and guitars and piano? Up to you guys. I say the record. Yeah, I go record on okay, that one. Okay, well, let's hear Hey, Ray, give us some of If It Wasn't For The Radio. And all those Who's that? That's me. Okay. All right, all right. That's Richie. I might have never learned that sometimes you just gotta let her go if it wasn't for the radio. If it wasn't for the radio. Good days, heartaches, yeah, that's the soundtrack to my life. It makes you feel something real, yeah, it hits home every time. Here comes that note, Bobby. Here's that note. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Right. Go for it. Yeah, look at you guys. So is there any sort of debate on which songs in the set list? Like, what's first when you do a show? You got a lot of hits. What do you start with? That's a great question. We usually start with me doing That Rock Won't Roll. Okay. What do you end with? That's usually... It's kind of easy because... Um, I mean, we try to make the show flow, obviously, right. from, you know, from me, Larry to me, then Tim. But I usually think it's it's probably what you're going to God bless Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. the probably. crowd gets up, loves it. Ah. Oh. Yeah. yeah and, you, and like between Lone Star and Russell Star, there's a lot of tempo songs in the show. It's not just ballad heavy, but that that definitely is the one that gets people kind of rowdy. You know, that's funny because that song, when we put that out, we were on Warner Brothers at the time and and. um they were like, man, guys, I don't know if you should put this out or not. This is regional at best. I mean, it's just a Texas song. We were like, look, they're singing this in Salt Lake City loud. It's not even a single yet. Let's just put it out. So we did, and of course it worked. So Are you like, hey, knuckleheads, ever heard of Sweet Home Alabama? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. You know. I mean, there's like 10,000 of those songs. <laughs> well, let's act like we've been at a show. We've sang all, along all the hits. They've got one song left. The front men of country are going to play their last song, and... Uh, Tim, I'm going to hand it over to you. All right. One, two, three. I've seen a lot of places. I've been around the world. I've seen some pretty faces. Been with some beautiful girls. After all I've witnessed, one thing still amazes me. 
just like a miracle you have seen it believe. I'll sing it at home. Here we go. Well, God bless Texas with his own hand. Brought down angels from the promised land. He gave them a place where they could dance. If you want to see heaven, brother, here's your chance. I've been sent to spread the message. Come on, Bobby. Sing with me, Ray. God bless Texas. Yeah, I've been sent to spread the message. Mm, God bless Texas. Come on. Okay, let me tell you what happened. While you guys were playing, every show member looked at me and was like, can we sing? Well, I like our audience to hear what it really sounds like. So if you wouldn't mind, maybe we can just go... Chorus only, and sure. we can let everyone sing the chorus yes. with you. We, okay. we took his cue, by the way, which was don't <laughs> yeah. sing. Well, it's it's an eye contact thing. Like I look at him like I'm itching to sing, and he's like, not yet. <laughs> but, but but we will. But we wanted them to hear the front man of country do it first. For All sure. right, Tim, you ready? We'll do the chorus. Yeah, just the chorus. Let's one, go. Two, one, two, three. Well, God bless Texas with His own hand brought down angels from the promised land. He gave them a place where they could dance. If you want to see heaven, brother, here's your chance. Well, I've been sent to spread a message. It's all you. Give it to us. Come on. God bless Texas. Yeah, I've been sent to spread the message. Lunchbox only. God bless Texas. Oh, you missed it. But don't care. Yeah. That's why I don't see. That's why I don't see. Nice job. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Let me tell you, they're at the front men underscore. Couldn't get the front men of country? Too many too many characters? Oh, is that true? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you would know. Is that the rumor? Okay. Yes. It must be true. At the front men underscore. Is that right? Yes? Okay. Okay. But so. then it's at the front men of country.com. Right. 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 I, well, <laughs> I sing. I just. <laughs> you guys have to go to a show. I have to go to a yeah, show. Yeah, it's so good. Let me see if you guys are. Are you guys coming near here? I don't see you near here. Not yet. I see Beauty, Texas. I'll go to that one. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, at the frontman underscore. You're on Twitter. I'm looking at it right now. Looking sharp. Young, vibrant. Look at you guys. <laughs> right on. Dang. Photoshop. Well, if you got time, we can do a quick 90-minute show for you right now. You know what? Do you, do you guys know all the songs? Uh-huh. All of our songs? Yeah. Like I'm saying, oh. have you guys practiced every song that you're going to do on, on, on a show? Practice. Uh, give or take, yeah. I mean, we throw some wild cards. <laughs> Sometimes crowds get nuts, and they'll say something's not ours, and we'll go, oh, yeah, we'll do that. Like if I were, were going to go, I'm already there. Would you guys know that one? I'm already there. Take a look around. I'm the sunshine in your hair. The shadow. Yeah, we would know that one. Okay, now, Bobby, do more, do more. Free bird! Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to let him go. The front men of country. Come on. Oh. Turn it up. <laughs> we can go all day. Massive fan of all three of you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Such a massive fan. I don't know quite where to look when I talk because I'm just trying to just equally spend one third of time with each of you. <laughs> Thank but you for having us. It's you guys, it's Richie McDonald from Lone Star, Tim Rushlow from Little Texas, and Larry Stewart from Restless Heart. Um, I will go to a show if you come near and I'm in town. I will go. That's that's the biggest thing I can say, the biggest vote of confidence I can give you, but you don't need mine. And my, my final question is, if you could put a fourth 
singer up on this stage, who would it be and why would it be Bobby Bones? <laughs> <laughs> because he's a great singer and a great personality. And, we like that. Um, we like he that answer. Be on the show. You would totally be the MC host of the show, <laughs> too. We, we would let you run with it. <laughs> no, you can sing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The front men of country. Thank you, guys. Go check him out. There we are, everybody. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. That's a wrap for this week's show. I am so glad y'all came to hang out with me. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed Lunchbox and I talking about all the things that happened this week. And you make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the things at Bobby Bones Show. And you can relive all the great moments in video form at bobbybones.com, especially that new cartoon version of Lunchbox's prank call trying to buy George Strait's house. Go watch it for real, bobbybones.com. And as usual, Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the things at WebGirlMorgan. I love hanging out with y'all, hearing from you, sending me questions, whatever you want to know, hit me up in the DMs. Thanks, y'all. Have a great weekend. Bye. Come on. Bobby Bones, yeah.